0: All right, welcome to Hollywood Ways. I'm Doug Ellen. Breezy. It's Halloween week. You got an orange hat on. Is it because you like Halloween or no? Uh,
1: I mean, I'm not, I'm not against it. I'm not the biggest fan of Halloween, though, no.
0: <laughs> I have hated Halloween my entire life, but Hollywood Halloween, the Casamigos party was the best party every year and really the only time I ever went out and somehow I dressed up, which I didn't even do as a child. I was just never a, a person who liked to dress up. But the Casamigos party was awesome and I don't think it's happening this year. So I'm having a party at my house this year, which what my girlfriend party a Halloween party. My girlfriend is <laughs> taking it very seriously. The house is already like rolling and decorated and I open the door and wolves howl at me and it's fucking awful. So. I think
1: that Halloween is one of those things. Either you really, really enjoy it or you just don't care.
0: Yeah, I definitely don't care. But, uh, yeah. you know, things happen with, with your girlfriend. I have a great girlfriend. You met her uh, yeah. this week, Sarah. And, you know, she lures me in on these different things like the beginning of our relationship. She lured me in before COVID on watching The Bachelor and she would bring all her friends over. And she's got all these beautiful friends. So every Monday night <laughs> would be like all these beautiful girls in my house and like watch The Bachelor. And, you know, I do my thing. I'd laugh at it. I do a little little stand up and, and it was a nice thing. And now after COVID, all those beautiful girls, they don't come anymore and I right. still have to watch The Bachelor so it's pretty horrible. So. Damn.
1: Yeah. So you're not dressing Damn. up. No I'm not. I think I'm going to sit this one out. <laughs> I mean unless unless my fiance has something planned which I don't know um, but if she decides to do something cool but I think you know we'll just leave it up to Diego to decide what that night looks like for Diego's us. how old again? 10. So no costume is planned for him. He's not like I want to be Well this. he's indecisive. He's right. like on YouTube looking at all this stuff so <laughs> we'll just see what he decides. The costume store is literally walking distance from the house But he doesn't know yet. Oh, cool. All right. Well, good Uh, luck with that. And then
0: maybe you'll come to our party. So uh, new little format here. And Kevin Connolly, whose Action Park Media is growing and growing, does not have time to be here today. But we got our producer extraordinaire, Ted Foxman, who introduced us, put us together and uh, is going to maybe chime in. We don't know. But how you doing, Ted? I'm doing great.
2: I'm really excited to be a part of the show today.
0: All right. We're excited to have you. Are you dressing up for Halloween? You're coming to my house, so you'll have to.
2: I'm I'm invited to two uh, very famous Hollywood parties. Yours being one of them. <laughs> I'm uh, not that famous, I, but I, I, I'm uh, I'm the most reluctant Hollywood participant uh, you could have. For I Hollywood.
0: think, by the way, he's already giving me an excuse why he's not coming to my party. He's got I'm, someone. I'm, more I'm trying famous. to lay
2: a little bit of the groundwork. I, I, for sure, you're picking up on it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, I'm excited
0: about it, and uh, we're excited to have you, Ted. And uh, I don't know what else is uh, what
1: else is going on. How was your week this week? My week was slammed yeah my week was so busy um what were you doing all-american premiere this week oh and, very exciting i didn't yeah. know if we were allowed to talk that you're alive yeah. coop lives yeah. coop lives so far so good yeah. did, um, did you have a good week on set it was a very very busy week i mean it was busy the days were 16 hours every single day and it was it was long I mean that's crazy. I mean Halloween. That's, I could really just take a nap.
0: I can't believe they're going sixteen hours a day. I mean that's the, you know especially with everything that's going on in the world with the IATC almost striking and people complaining yeah. about work conditions. I yeah. mean
1: I mean that's the the one thing about just you know sets they don't stop. Yeah, if they don't have to, they don't stop. You nope. know that like everything keeps rolling. Nobody cares what you're going through. It's freezing. You know we. <laughs> I can't even say what we did, but it just... it just. What do you mean? What it was you, almost like the equivalent of going swimming in the wintertime. Uh, but, know, you know, all I, for TV. But you know
0: what? You gotta get it. I was just watching some behind the scenes of Succession, which is a great show you should check out on HBO, but uh, Jeremy Strong, who's the leader of that, he has this scene after this car accident that he, he goes into a lake and yeah. uh, Mark Mylod, who directed a lot of entourage and a brilliant director and did Shameless and does Succession, he said, Jeremy, after every take wanted, and they were outside in the cold he wanted a bucket of cold water poured over his head so he could really feel the thing so you're not that method
1: no <laughs> i mean in some ways but not when it comes to temperatures of my body i'm not doing it i can't do the cold thing but you know what this week i got into squid games you did I did. I'm on, like, episode seven. So what are you thinking? I like it. Yeah. Now, you're not I letting Diego, do, your nine-year-old, watch no, it, No, no, no. This is just me and Chris watching it. I think that there is a lot of underlying messages in that show. Yeah, it's definitely I got a social that, message. In me. I know that the killing comes across as a bit gruesome, but there is there's something to be learned from that show, which is why I'm still watching it. Yeah. Is your fiancé liking the show? My is falling asleep every episode. Every, she's, and, and she's bored by it or she's just tired in general <laughs> she's lying to me I don't know she just never she knows that I'm a night owl and right. I don't know like I tell her how good it is and, and I had to explain to her three episodes and your eyes are just wide open watching yes her. and I have not been able to sleep like are you having nightmares over the nah. show Nah. See, I don't find it scary.
0: I find it kind of cartoony, but
1: well, I'm looking at it like I said from a different perspective. I mean, you know, it's just it's just it's just about how you watch things. But you know you what like, I mean? You
0: like the, the underlying social message. I, I like do.
1: That. I like I like a lot of the messages that I think are happening outside of the killing. But I feel like that's also a message in itself of just the world we live in.
0: I still think it's definitely plays to kids, though. And I think
1: well, I was trying to figure out how to, how that scene of of the sugar. Yeah. Wasn't that long for a kid to get on. TikTok could do it, but I also heard that this show only promoted on TikTok. I heard that there was no other marketing, there was no bill, everything was... So that's really geared to kids. Everything was TikTok. I mean, I think it it just went with one of the most popular platforms out here. And as we
0: know, our producer, his son tried to make those sugar cookies and burned himself. Thank God he's okay, but everybody out there, you know, watch your kids because they do watch this stuff. And again, I'm clearly not saying that anyone should not put this thing on the air because it is entertainment and parents should decide what they, their kids should watch, but uh, Yeah, be I think the killing is, is what which the
1: kids should not see. Yeah,
0: and what we're going to talk about next, unfortunately, tragic accident that happened yeah. on the set with Alec Baldwin, and uh, we're going to come back and talk about that in a minute. Welcome back, Hollywood Ways, and unfortunately, a terrible tragedy. You and I have been on sets with guns. We know how serious that you need to take this. And uh, Alec Baldwin's show in New Mexico, movie called Rust, um, a horrible accident that we don't know all the details yet. And um, I'm sure more will come out. But you've shot guns on multiple sets, correct? Yes. From my experience, which we've had, you know, I've, I've worked with guns a couple of times. And, and even me, who actually is somewhat trained with guns i am so nervous when they are on a set and i am so over checking and i think one of the things uh that may turn out to be a problem here that i think should be addressed is actors really should be trained as much as the armorers who handle these weapons to make sure because when i'm on a gun range every time it's Discharged. We check the barrel. We make sure there's nothing lodged in there. So mm-hmm. tell me about some of your experiences on this.
1: Well, my first experience was on Empire, and that was my first experience, just with a firearm, period. In life, too. In life. Right. Um, but I had an armor that I was working closely with who, you know, as— we were leading up to the scene, you know, was teaching me about the gun, showing me how he, you know, cleaned it and did all this stuff, which I wasn't doing that much. But it was just like he wanted me to be familiar with the firearm, because I think that's part of uh, just good practice of of having one, being comfortable with it. Because if that thing goes off and you're like scared and you just throw it and shit, you know, anything can happen. But my, all of my experiences have been very professional. Um, they've made me feel very safe and and comfortable with with my weapon.
0: Right, and I think in this situation, which you know, we're going to talk about that. That this is not the first time this has happened. Brandon Lee, Bruce Lee's son, was killed on a set where apparently a piece of a bullet was lodged into the weapon that was fired at him. Ted, you were telling me what Bruce Willis. What did they say
2: that happened? Yeah, so I uh, I did a little research about this uh, once I saw the accident happen, and I read that Bruce Willis lost like. Two thirds of his hearing because he, an extra loud blank had been inserted in in his diehard weapon. Mm. And when it went off, he like went partially deaf. And Breezy, when you have fired on All American as well, did they
0: offer you hearing
1: stuff? Yeah, they, I mean, when you're dealing with firearms, I think the, the comfort and security of the of the actor is most important when you're dealing with someone who's professional yeah. um, and they offer all those things. I personally didn't want them. Uh, my ears are very well adjusted to sound loud sound, especially. Um, so for me, I didn't use anything because yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to sound like muffled. I don't want to sound like I'm underwater. Right. You know.
0: So it's interesting though. That you say you just worked sixteen hour weeks this week, and IATSE almost had a strike about working conditions, and apparently on this Alec Baldwin set, and again. These details may all change by the time this airs, but the crew had walked off because they didn't think the conditions were safe. Allegedly, a gun had already misfired with a live round in it before, which I don't understand why a live round would ever be near a set. And what I will say, the one thing I can say, this never, ever should happen. There's nothing to say. This is clearly, well, we hope, a tragic mistake, but that mistake should never happen. Yeah, Coop
1: Uh, got shot. End of season three. Yeah, All Um, American. There was a double shooting. So, simultaneously, someone shot me and someone shot her, the person that was in the scene. And I was very, because we were, it was late at night, it was dark out, we were in like the Crenshaw, Inglewood area. And, you know, I'm like, you can't just be firing guns around here. And, you know, somebody might think, this is a real thing. yeah. And we were just in an alley. Um, but because that gun was pointed at me, like I needed to see that gun through and through before action was yelled or a trigger was pulled on that gun.
0: And which, by the way, as far as I know it, every person on that crew is allowed to say, I would like to look at that weapon. Oh, if yeah. So
1: I think proper protocol, and, and don't quote me, but um, what they do is they usually gather everyone. The entire set has to come. And we have a safety meeting, and they review this gun. They'll take a – they'll open it. They will take a flashlight, stick it through the barrel. That light comes out the other end of it, which lets you know that there's a clear path and there's nothing in it. Um, But that has to be done. Right. If you don't do that, then
0: nobody knows. Now tell me, because when watching Goodfellas last night, there's a scene where where – Karen, Henry Hill's wife, is on top of him with a gun that is a real gun, 100% pointed in his face. When you're acting and you feel, do do you get to the place where you're going, okay, I feel they might as well be pointing a pen at me. I'm not worried at all and I can focus on my acting or is there part of you that I don't like? Once I
1: get what I need from that weapon and whoever, you know, the prop master, whoever's in control of that gun, once I see that it is cleared, I'm fine. You can throw it around like a hula hoop, you know what I'm saying? But I have to see that and I'm going to hold it myself. I'm going to touch it myself because I'm very familiar with weapons at this point.
0: Well, it's going to be interesting to see, because every time some tragedy happens, then everybody comes in and says, how are we going to make sure this never happens again? And I know there's been some other tragic accidents on set. Uh, A friend of mine was friends with the, I think the cinematographer got killed on uh, the Ullman Brothers movie a couple of years ago, where they were filming on a railroad track without a permit, and the director actually went to jail. And then one of the most famous incidents was the Twilight Zone movie, where John Landis was like... Probably the biggest comedy director in the world at the time. He had done Trading Places mm-hmm. and uh, the Blues Brothers and um, uh, Animal House and other things. And someone, Vic Morrow, a very famous actor, was killed with two children on the set of The Twilight Zone. And, and John Landis, which, again, I don't know all the details. He was ultimately acquitted, but he spent a year on trial for manslaughter. And How were they killed? They were killed by a helicopter crashing on them, and what I what? think happened, which often happens, because I, I have been around some reckless directors Jeez. who are willing to kind of push the limits, yeah. and they just want to get whatever on film. Yeah. Me, personally, I've always been a person who's like, the safety is the most important thing. Well, yeah,
1: I think I'm the actor that's I don't care how much you're trying to push it. I'm not, I'm not putting myself in that, and you can't make me. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Especially when you know something could potentially go left. I mean, the worst thing we want to do is get hurt. On, on set.
0: Anyway, um, really horrible story, and hopefully nothing worse comes out of it, but I'm sure there's gonna be some type of trial and somebody to play. And for Alec Baldwin, again, I, hopefully he didn't do anything reckless. My guess is he didn't, but we'll find out. But that's gonna be something that unfortunately, uh, is never gonna leave him, so that's horrible. But anyway, we'll be, uh, we'll be right back and we'll start lightening the mood here. All right. Welcome back. I wanted to talk about the daily dish of the week because people keep DMing me daily and Breezy dish. cooks and I eat. And this isn't like, uh, gourmet cooking we're talking about, but I just want to talk about a spot because I'm, I've become so demented that I wake up at like 630 in the morning because this line forms at this place, Courage Bagels. And I go there and I actually go there 645 in the morning last week. And the only other person online is David Geffen. And the time before that I went, there's Toby McGuire on this place. So this place is. Hot, B- breezy. You like
1: bagels? I love bagels. You
0: gotta try this. I mean, and I would bring it to you. I but thought Einstein
1: bagels was like the
0: no, thing. No, no. no. I mean, like, I don't want to trash like, anybody on this no, show besides serious, some shitty like... actors that I don't like. But, <laughs> but, um, but no, Einstein bagels. This is a whole other level. I, and so is Pop's Hold bagels. On, what's LA, your go-to bagel? Well, first, because I want to see if Einstein's m- it. my go-to. You mean what kind of bagel? Yeah. Well, at Courage, it's the burnt everything with smoked salmon, cream cheese, capers, tomatoes you say burnt. It's it's slightly burnt. It's incredible. Like it's not burnt where you taste the so flavor it's like of burnt. You get the so it's not like
2: the carcinogenic courage.
0: No, like. Well, I hope not. But it doesn't taste carcinogenic. It tastes delicious. And I'm so demented. I sit there. So during this COVID thing, I found this, and there was nowhere to sit there. Mm-hmm. So, and it's like 35 minutes from my house. My kids think I'm absolutely insane. I'd wake up at six o'clock in the morning. I'd walk out of the house with a plate because I knew I had to eat in the car like an animal. So I would I would bring my own plate and show up there, and I would sit right in front of this place and eat it, but it is, you know, I'm a New Yorker, so, and I'm a Jew. I know
1: a bagel. This is a you damn good a bagel. bagel. Okay. I know a bagel. And I, I love bagels. Yeah. Like, I love bagels. So do you what like there. on you, bagel? I'm not going at six. Yeah, I, are they open at two? They
0: are open till <laughs> two, so you can get okay. there a little late, okay. but you got to eat it fresh there when it's hot out of the oven, and yeah. I just wanted to give a shout out to that, and each week we're going to come up with stuff, and anyone who's got anything to recommend to us that you think we should try, I haven't even gotten you there yet, Ted, which is crazy, I'm I, I know, so. because I'm going
2: because I don't do anything at six in the morning.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm not. I don't try that. to you catch planes. You know what planes. I tried? I don't. That do was anything. that was amazing. Um, and I just found this out that Crustaceans has brunch. Oh, uh,
0: really? I've been to Crustations so long. You're talking about in Beverly Hills? Yes. I've, I don't even know it's still there. It yes. is. They did have brunch.
1: It? So, what was the brunch? What did you have? I had like uh, it was a crispy rice, which was like your hash brown, so to speak, and Wagyu steak on top. You're getting me so hungry right now. Like the eggs, Benedict (laughs) on top with the hollandaise sauce, and it had a little asparagus with it, a little... Potato. It was it was amazing. Like was you guys like, finished the show without
2: me. I got i got a go somewhere. <laughs> and I somewhere. actually,
1: you know, what's crazy is that I don't prefer crustaceans for dinner. My fiance loves it. I'm not. You know, everybody goes for that big crab thing, and I'm like, mm. I i swear to you, I haven't been there in ten years. I don't know why because
2: I oh, did love was crustaceans. The, I mean, it was the hot place. The I hot think place, it's because yeah. I
1: don't leave the house. But well, their brunch is amazing. So if you're ever in Beverly Hills. Brunch is amazing. So we'll
0: get into food a little more because uh, anyone who used to follow me on my very popular Instagram page that was shuttered by these animals um, knows how into food I am. And, and really, uh, you know, for me, Breezy, I don't know if you're like this. I'm like, a, like my drug is food. When I get
1: depressed... I eat. And I would look at Brian Grazer's Instagram. and That's all. He he loves posting Does his Brian Grazer
0: put his food on? Yeah. I got to check that out because yeah, yeah, he yeah. probably
1: knows some good spots. But I'm, yeah. I've been
0: having such a meltdown over the last four weeks. Where About it's, food? Yeah. Because I I went I did the no sugar added for like two months. I do still wake up. I eat my mush, which is this healthy oatmeal every
2: day, which gets me going. Eat my mush.
1: You sound like 60, 70. <laughs> <laughs> eat my mush. Please can you grind plus. my
2: food, please, so I can drink it through a straw?
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. What Wait, no, my gosh in the
0: morning. I am not far off from 60, which is Your so kids are probably like, what the
1: hell is wrong with him?
0: Oh, I tried. I woke up today with my daughter. I said, Maya, why don't you start up with some mush? She basically... She doesn't curse at me. She basically looked at me like, why don't you go fuck yourself, but... <laughs> I'm telling you, it is delicious, and try it. Courage Bagels, Pops Bagels, and we'll bring some more good food stuff to you. And hopefully, this will be interesting. Actually, where I want to take both you and Ted is to Harold and Bells, which is you know, I've been there. I've been there too. as I've you remember, there. oh, that's
1: right. That's With how the Sugar Ray, Ray and letter, Tommy Hearns, a couple Tommy weeks Hearns
2: though. thing happened. Ted I'm actually, black. I, I hate, I hate take the name me to drop.
1: Harold and Bells. I, I was one of I'm the only. I was, I was one of the I,
2: only I white people in there. If that makes any. But difference. I'm just saying,
1: like one thing I did when I came to LA is I need the good flavor. for food i don't prefer to eat in beverly hills i don't prefer any of that i want to go to inglewood and eat when i well, want to pig I'm, out I'm that's what that, i want to do i'm
0: bitter that you've been to harold and bell's without me i've been friends with them for
1: 30 have years have you been to la louisiane no i haven't where is that it's another one another gym somewhere is, around there is i don't this, know is this cajun yes because you know i went I'm to school about in new Orleans. stuffed Pork chop, like stuffed pork chop with like Cajun crab and shrimp. Here's yeah. what I suggest.
0: We take a day, the three of us, like a field trip. And go sample. We go Courage Bagels. We go Harold and Bell's where I've I've been eating the same thing there. And I did shoot a scene in uh, uh, an Entourage there with uh, Jerry Farrar and Jamie Lynn Siegler because it really is like my favorite place. I think
1: I go- my picture's up in these places too at this point. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: If your picture's in Harold and Bell's, is mine is not. My picture's up a at the dry cleaners I go to. <laughs> I, I
1: did
2: notice at Harold and Bell's when I was there a couple weeks ago they had a menu that I think was signed by Rosa Parks so that's how wow. old school that place wow. is Wow, you know what it's Legendary. been there
0: you know I know Ryan who owns it and I don't want to misquote this I think his grandfather was stabbed in that restaurant it's been there 75 years I believe and I as I said New Orleans is like my second home I was supposed to go in three weeks I actually unfortunately had to cancel for my 30th College reunion from Tulane University. I still feel like I'm 25. DeBreezy and I not look the same why, age. Am you, I? fucking You nuts? definitely do. Why did you cancel? <laughs> uh, I canceled. I think this. I look I, a little smoother. I, you do look smoother, but yeah. I, I've got I've got some. Uh, we've my got this pitch that I was supposed to do next week actually, I, which we can get into a little bit. But I have a new show I'm working on that I'm not writing. Everybody wants to know why I'm not writing. I'm trying to produce where I get other people to do my work for me. But uh, we'll see how. I long. have
1: some stuff I am going to give you so you All can right, get good, this I love it. look. But anyway, we got. You my, don't even want to fucking. What? To hear about it. Oh, wait. I Good. It. I love it. Wait, are you about to pitch about him? No, I, w- no, I want to give you some stuff to you're make you products? look younger. Oh, I'm yes, in. Yes. My, like my cool. friend. Kind of stuff. I told Ted, my friend just released her her cos- uh, uh, skincare line. I'm in. Lori Harvey, Steve Harvey's daughter. What do I have to do? You Get
2: need- in a DeLorean, I think, to look younger <laughs> is the best special. No, you
1: got. Lori Harvey has like an eye cream <laughs> All that right. they says it's just... Now, I want, I
0: want to try it, even though I'm, I'm – I just so you know, I'm partial to Peter Thomas Roth. He's a friend, but I don't use anything. I don't put anything on which you're saying I need to. The eyes look tired. Is that what you mean? You just
1: need to take care of yourself. Right. This is self-care. This all isn't – you don't right. need to, but
0: – we're going to get into this offline. I'm willing to listen to you because you, B- Breezy, by the way, I'm not going to give her real age. Maybe she will, but she plays 16 on TV and she's not. So that's incredible.
1: People can Google my age. <laughs> Do you think I could play 16? No. <laughs> you, you'll be like,
0: uh. <laughs> imagine. I walked no. through uh, All American like I was a new kid in the high school hall.
2: What was, like, what was who's, the who's the that scene? guy with the beard and the love handles?
1: <laughs> what was the scene with uh, with Entourage when when dude's headshots were so old? He's just like, dude, when you, they're experiencing. Expecting to see a 22 year old, and you're like, he was like, It's so so. depressing, man.
0: Yeah, Dylan, Kevin (laughs) Dylan, who we're gonna have to bring out as a guest. But you know what? I, when I started doing stand up in LA, because I did look young when I was young, I still think I look young from my old age. But when I was doing stand up, when I was doing stand up in 1991 in this town, people. I thought I was 14. I'm not even kidding. They were like, you, you can't be in this club. And I would be drinking a whiskey before I got on stage because I was so stressed out. And you yeah. ever do
1: stand up? No, you'd be good.
0: You have a good cadence.
1: I literally had the time of my life with Steve Harvey last night. Steve and Harvey's funny. He was funny, laughing man. at me so much. And I was like, I might be funny. You are I definitely funny. funny. You and might more, be
0: funny. I might be funny. Anytime Seriously. we can bring out the funny and breezy, it's you're a 10. You're like a home run hitter because you have this kind of cool, laid-back vibe. But once we like break you down a little bit and the and yeah. you, you, the walls come down, you're funny as hell. Uh, so <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to keep finding that comedy. And we're going to be right back because we're now talking about – Honestly, which is crazy, Goodfellas is one of the most violent movies ever, one of the most realistic movies ever that I have a real personal uh, uh, affinity for. But it's also one of the funniest movies the more you watch it. So we're going to be back. We're going to talk Goodfellas. All right. Welcome back. Hollywood ways. Doug Allen. Breezy. (laughs) Breezy, the coolest cat in the house. And we're talking Goodfellas, which, you know. Perhaps the most influential movie of the last 50 years for real, which whether you uh, know that now, we'll get into some of those things. But since we talked Shawshank, Frank Darabont said he watched Goodfellas every day Mm. when he was filming Shawshank for inspiration. Um, It's based on Nicholas Pledgy's book, Wise Guy, directed by my favorite director, Martin Scorsese. Some say Scorsese. I've never been sure, even though I worked with him because he was on Entourage. But this movie has a lot of personal connections to me. The first one being I went to the premiere of this movie wow. um, in 1990, 91 at the Zigfield in New York. And interestingly enough, I went with my friend Rob Weiss, who ultimately made uh, Amongst Friends. And little behind-the-scenes stories. Hollywood, two things happened. The guy that Johnny Drama's personality was really based on on Entourage was always pulling off major things. We wanted to see Goodfellas so bad, so he called up and said to the publicist that he was Michael Cimino, who was a very famous director at the time. And we were 21 years old. He called up and said, we want to come to the Goodfellas premiere. Can we go get tickets? And they said, we'll leave him at the door. He said, you know what? I like him in my hand. I'm very particular. I'm sending a bike messenger to come get him. He went and got him, and we went to Good Fellas. And at that premiere, he was clever. Paul Servino, who played Pauly, uh, we met his daughter Mira Servino. And Rob Weiss, who worked on Entourage, went on to make the film Amongst Friends literally a year later, which Mira Servino was in Woody Allen sees that movie, and she wins an Oscar less than two years later because we were at that premiere. Every
1: time I hear these stories, I'm like, man, I wish I was around. Yeah, you'd be 60 now, though, so you don't wish that. (laughs) I know, but it just seemed like so much fun. And then the chance to just see a great movie like that firsthand. These movie premieres
0: today suck. Yeah, I mean, it was such a different vibe. But also, you know, based on a book that I had read, and what I want to say to everybody, most people have seen this movie, but... Any Scorsese movie, never watch it once and tell me what you think yeah. about it. This yeah. is like great, deep, detailed stuff that timeless. you need to watch several times before you. It's timeless, even you do can it.
1: watch it several times. What did you think about Goodfellas? I love Goodfellas. I wow. love anything that's a mobster movie. I love the 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 that culture of whatever that is. I mean, I've only experienced it through movies. They were not ever my neighbors. Right. Um, Philadelphia, we had a lot of people like that, but I wasn't close to him. Right. Um, so I, I just love it. I, I, and what's the lead guy's name? Joe Pesci, the, Robert De Niro, the, Ray Liotta. The young, the younger one. Ray Liotta. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know his name. Um, I love him. He's, like, I how just, is he not nominated for an Academy Award for I this movie? I don't how
0: know. How can you be better than I don't he? know. he wasn't I nominated
2: he, for that role?
0: No. And that's, and a, that's a role, by the way, that he fought to get for a year. Erwin Winkler, who's an incredibly famous, awesome producer, did not want him. And Scorsese was fighting for him. But Re- Ray Liotta had a really fight to get that job. And it's, it's you know, I know we've talked about uh, The Bodyguard. We can't imagine anybody but Costner in that terrible movie. But <laughs> there is no way to imagine Goodfellas without, yeah, without. Ray Liotta, yeah. Joe Pesci, and Robert De Niro, and probably Paul Servino as well. And um, Lorraine Bracco. I mean, it's just it's such an amazing movie. But why I find it so interesting, and there's so much stuff that I took in Entourage, mm-hmm. you know, which was homages to it, you know, which a lot of people did, you know. But I, the way he used music, I mean, he would shoot his scenes to the music that he had already picked. That's how specific and that's how detail-oriented he, he was for this. When
1: did you first watch it? Do you remember? I was young. Yeah. So,
0: like, when they did remember. the scene where— I know
1: the first time I seen it, I cried when, when Joe Pesci got killed. Really? Yeah, I cried. cried.
0: Yeah. Godfather was was and maybe still be considered the best mafia movie of all, but the difference between those movies that's the forties when Italian immigrants are coming to this country and they're basically looked at as were Jews as dogs. People did not want them near them, did not want them working, treated them like they were some you know race that did not deserve. So those people basically came and said, we have to find our ways to feed our family. We Italians? live by Italians. Italians we live by a code of honor you have to be from this certain area of Sicily to be in this mafia family but good Goodfellas, what's different is this is 70s, 60s, 80s and now it's really a fight against the system. These are people who can go out and get regular jobs, but they're deciding to go fuck the system. I'm not going to be some regular schmo. And what's so genius about this movie, and we're going to have Jordan Belfort on to talk about The Wolf of Wall Street, which has a lot of similarities. But the difference is, is, this movie... Sucks you into this life from the minute it opens, which is one of the great openings ever. If you Mm -hmm. remember, you know, there's a dead, a half dead body in Mm -hmm. the car of Billy Batts, and you don't know what is going on. And they open the trunk, and Joe Pesci takes out a steak knife and starts stabbing this guy. And then a freeze frame happens on Ray Liotta's face where he says, Ever since I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Man, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that anymore. It goes, Fuck. I kind of want to be a gangster too. I kind of want to live this life, and then they spend the next forty-five, fifty minutes getting you into this life where they drive fancy cars, where
1: people respect them, where kids
2: carry he his so groceries. Clean. They get it, into the clubs that are elite.
1: Yeah. And what, then wasn't it a thing? You like you just back to what you were saying about being from like being pure Italian. That was a thing, right? Because yeah. he couldn't. Somebody couldn't be made. Right. You could not be made if you, you, were, be not made if you were not pure Italian. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, and De Niro in that movie is actually not a made man because he's exactly. Irish, which is somewhat interesting because yeah. he actually is Italian. And I wonder in 2021, are you allowed to play Italian if you're Irish or Irish if you're Italian or or Jimmy Kahn, who was Italian in The Godfather and is actually
1: Jewish? So anyway, those are – for Does another... that matter in real life? I Well, everything matters today, so I'm not sure. I'm just sure. saying like within the Italian culture, like is that – Do you mean in the mafia? Yeah, like for for somebody who is Italian to play... Uh, well, An Irish person.
0: I don't know. I know Sarah Silverman like, does came out. it get that deep? Sarah Silverman came out last week and said she doesn't want non-Jewish people playing Jewish people. I, I don't know anymore. There was people who don't want Daniel Day-Lewis, who won the Oscar for My Left Foot, playing a paraplegic because he's not really a paraplegic. Now, if you could find anyone who's a paraplegic that can act as well as Daniel Day-Lewis, I'd be shocked. If you could find anyone that's not a paraplegic that can act as well as Daniel Day-Lewis, I'd be shocked. So we're in a very strange time. I don't know. I would like to think that actors, the purpose is- To act. Play. <laughs> Anything that's not you Like yeah. I mean that's that's Literally thing, you're a chameleon yeah, yeah but
2: I, I don't know I don't I don't know if I should Touch this because I'll Probably get Bill, trouble Bill Burr the comedian Actually did a great Routine on that uh, A little while ago Where he was mentioning That Bryan Cranston Who's like the most Lovable actor ever You know super respected Breaking Bad yeah. He got a lot of flack For playing Handicapped person in that movie with Kevin Hart called The Upside. Right, that he was in a wheelchair.
1: Yeah, and
2: and Bill Burr's response was basically, "What do you want him to do? It's acting. If somebody." who's actually in a wheelchair is in that movie. It's called being, right? Like it's not somebody in a wheelchair. And what, what do you say? Oh, I prepared my whole life. You know, I dove into the shallow end of that pool. And, well, it's know.
0: interesting to look at the time change because I wrote a line in Entourage, which I probably wouldn't write today. But at the time, Awakenings is out. De Niro's basically playing like, you know, a comatose guy. And, and there's others, uh, you know, Tom Hanks is winning for Philadelphia. And basically, Johnny Drama on Entourage says, if you play gay oh, yeah. or which I don't want to say this word in any derogatory way everybody listen, but if you play gay or retarded, you win an Oscar. And that's really what was happening at that moment. Everybody was getting nominated was either playing gay or retarded.
2: So. You said that so fast. And, well, I'm so scared to He's say that. He's very uncomfortable putting that word out there. I'm yeah.
0: Very uncomfortable. Just so you know, Breezy is gay, and she loves me. One of the other things about Goodfellas and Scorsese movies, Raging Bull, um, Casino, mm-hmm. these movies are so terrifyingly real, and these characters are so awful. But as they've grown, they've all also had a great influence on comedy. And the amount of laughs in this movie, like the first time I saw the scene where he says, oh, I'm funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? You think I'm so funny? That was a terrifying scene. And now it's comedy. Mm-hmm. And the same with Casino. Some of those moments, which I was showing Ted before here, they put those words in Burton Ernie's mouth on Sesame Street. Everybody oh, wow. should go watch that. It's hilarious.
1: And I you think watch those movies guys. were so influential, even in rap culture. Yeah, for everybody sure. Everybody... Talks about it. You cannot. You can barely find a rap song that doesn't mention the comparison or yeah. You know, from one of those like movies: Goodfellas, yeah. The Godfather, Scarface. Like,
0: yeah. And the filmmaking know. of it. You know, the, obviously the the Copacabana shot is the most one of the most famous shots in film history. It's three minutes, and it's not just oh okay. They did a shot with no edits to it. What they did is they let you walk into the life through the eyes of Karen Hill, who was Mm going to be his wife. They walk into the Copacabana like everybody in the world as you now know, Breezy, who's now famous. You walk into these places and you're treated like a king. All Mm -hmm. of a sudden, you go from Philadelphia cutting hair and all of a sudden you're living like this. And that's how she was. She was watching this, this young kid who's walking her into this place and they did it in one shot. And there's a couple of shots in movies. The player had a long three minute shot that Jeremy Piven from Entourage is actually in. And Touch of Evil, which Orson Wells did has this famous tracking shot and then Boogie Nights has the amazing opening if you've ever seen that um, which is incredible but Scorsese, this shot has really stood the test of time. Where, as it, like, where was it shot at? This was shot at the Copacabana. I think it's actually where, where it was. Where is that?
1: Uh, in the movie. Where's Copacabana?
0: is Copa Cabana? in New York. It was a club. And it was like the hot club that you would want to go in in that year. And oh, he it. walks in the back door and through the restaurant, yeah, past the I things. And then, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, Henny Youngman, who was a famous comedian at the time. Is the gr-
1: film was shot in New York?
0: All of it? All of it was shot wow. in New York. Yeah. I mean, that's, I didn't you know, know that. Yeah, and Scorsese just keeps it so real and, you know... I think for all filmmakers out there to watch how real he makes these people feel mm-hmm. and how he somehow makes you actually start to like these psychopathic sociopaths who have no love for anybody, but then you feel, if you remember the scene where Joe Pesci is killed and De Niro is at the phone booth and phone finds move. out his he's best crying. friend is killed. Yeah. I mean, it's genius. And yeah. he's
1: trying to hold it back, this tough murderer. Yeah. So, At man. the premiere, did you have the feeling like Joe Pesci was going to get killed?
0: Well, I had read the book, so I knew everything that happened in the book, but I didn't know what was going to happen. And the truth is, I'm not embarrassed to say now... The first time I saw the movie in the premiere, because there was so much in the book that I wanted, I was
2: slightly disappointed. Uh, well, and I
1: think, it doesn't it usually happen like that? Wasn't it the same I, with I Outsiders, I, Ted? I read
2: the book also, and I remember, I saw Goodfellas for the first time with my dad, and I walked out of but, there and I
1: was like, man, there was so much that was missing from the book. But Ted, you said the same thing about Outsiders. I think both of you guys said the same thing. You, you, the
0: book was...
2: Here's
1: the book the, is genius.
0: But here's the right. big difference. The Goodfellas movie is better than the book. And it's, it took, like I say, with like, you know, if you like really great music, it's one thing when you listen to a pop song, you hear it the first time, it catches your ear, and you're like, oh, that's cool. Really great music takes time to understand it, and really yeah. great filmmaking is the same thing. And, and not that you can't understand Goodfellas the first time you see it. But the more you watch it, the more you see the incredible level of detail and brilliance. And – All of the filmmaking, like, if you notice the last 20 minutes of that movie, which, again, I did steal an entourage, Ari gets fired, and I use the same song, Rolling Stones, Monkey Man, but he shot that, so you felt... Like you're a coke addict, and I know the first time I saw it in the theater, I was like, "Fucking Jesus, this is making me crazy." Yeah. and that was his intention. Yeah. and now when I watch it, the helicopter overhead, him, you know, stirring his tomato sauce as if his life well, depends on all the on music it. in that yep. scene
2: is completely frantic. It makes you feel very uncomfortable, like your skin is crawling. Anxiety. It's yeah. it's
0: it's just amazing.
2: Scorsese's a genius. He is an absolute genius. Do you and, know him?
0: Um, he was on entourage. I got friend? him on entourage. I am not his friend. I will not say I'm his friend. I'd like
2: to be his friend.
1: You have so many stories <laughs> about all the famous too. people.
2: Yeah, Let's find I, a way to become Martin
1: Scorsese's friend. I would love it. I would love to watch him work. I've seen him. I've seen him. I've see him, see. him on a red carpet before.
0: Uh, yeah? Did you talk to him? N- no. I want you to take some looks at some of his other films because King of Comedy is this Robert De Niro movie that is extremely underrated that's absolutely brilliant. He's this shitty comedian who lives at home with his mother and he, he wants to make it so he kidnaps the uh, Jimmy Fallon of his day. He kidnaps him and demands that he goes on his
2: show so he can perform.
0: And After Hours is also another great comedy. that's kind of like a update. Like heard of that. It's-
2: ironically, he played the talk show host in The Joker and got killed. Yeah. Well, I mean, there were
0: a lot the of New
1: Joker. Yeah. yeah the new the Joker. There were Phoenix definitely Joker. a lot of it. that.
0: There were definitely a lot of influences from Joker, which actually Scott Silver. I think he was nominated who I went to AFI with and is an amazing writer who wrote uh, eight mile. I, I, I've never spoken to him about it, but there had to be influences from King of Comedy on, on Joker for sure. So mm-hmm. uh, but Scorsese for anyone who loves movies, every single thing he's done is worth watching amazing, more yeah. than once and, and checking it out. And uh, where is he from? He is from New York. I mean, so he grew up in that world, and he's Italian. And he was also a guy. You know, I know this because I've read so much about him. But he was asthmatic, and he literally just used to sit in the window and watch the world happen, and watch the gangsters underneath him, and really. New York's the wrong place to be with asthma. (laughs) It's definitely.
1: (laughs) Literally, no, literally, it is the wrong
0: place. It would not, but if you have that mind, it worked for him. And you know, he put his mother in it too. Do you know that? Which I love. You know, I mean, I think it's great. His mother played, you know, the mother in that scene where they go in after they kill Billy Bats and, like, she makes some dinner, which, you know, my Italian friends when I was growing up, that's what it was like. Like, if it was Sunday at 1 o'clock in the morning and you showed up, the mother would make the most incredible, like, six-course meal in, like, minutes. Yeah.
2: And I have a really uh, interesting thing about that as well. Do You know, the only written dialogue for that scene was the the discussion of the painting when she shows them the painting of the two dogs, one pointing west, right, pointing east. Yeah. Mm. Because that painting was apparently – uh, Pilegi, the author of the book, it was his mother. She was a painter. And that but was her painting. She painted it? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, wow. I love that behind the scenes. That stuff. Was, it, yeah. was that in the kitchen? Yeah. It, well, it's like in the dining room he off the little, kitchen. Off the kitchen. She's yeah, like making, yeah, I remember like, that. She's like making four pound sausages and meatballs yeah. at three in the morning. It's yeah. so awesome. And, he was and,
1: getting ready to leave or something, wasn't he? Well, she he came in because oh, they came. needed... Uh, <laughs> he said they needed, they needed a knife. something
2: to cut off the hoof of the deer, to, like, but he needed a knife Billy to stab
0: body. the guy in the trunk. <laughs> well, no, they didn't know they were going to stab him in the trunk yet. They, right. you, know, that's, you don't hear
1: too many bad things attached to Scorsese's name. No,
0: never. Especially never. when it comes to the film, never, never, never. And and you know the most famous scene, which is what we just talked about, which is, do you think I'm funny? That was improvised, and that came from Joe Pesci, who had seen that because he had spent some time with these guys. And the truth is, like I said, I'm not trying to trying to say I'm anybody, but I've spent a lot of time with some. Mobster criminals, and they are charming, and they are funny,
1: and they are storytellers. Actually, Sammy the Bull, yeah, uh, he's got a podcast, and it's it's riveting to I'm, listen. I'm to. I'm sitting here thinking, and I I believe my first time seeing Joe Pesci was in Home Alone.
0: You know what? I so I'm watching Goodfellas <laughs> last night with my my daughter, and she goes, "Isn't that guy from Home Alone?" And also, a, oh my god, a good behind the scenes Joe Pesci story. You know, on Entourage, we do this Marv. scene, we do this scene where Jeremy Piven. Ari Gold, he sent someone sends him a male stripper as like a joke to make him uncomfortable in his office. Joe Pesci was friends with that male stripper, so he came to my set and he was there, sitting there, watching the scene for six or seven hours. And I sat there and begged him Please. to come onto Entourage, and he finally was like, "Duck, I'm not doing your fucking show, all right?" So, and about three days later, I was jogging with my son, and Joe Pesci runs by, and I'm like, "Joe, Joe," and he completely ignores me. And my son goes, "Daddy, I don't think that guy has any idea who you are." I'm like, "Yeah, you, you might be right." So, <laughs> is he from New York? Is Joe Pesci's? From New York as well, man. and De Niro is from New York as well. Joe
1: Pesci's so classic to me; like he is, he's he's a classic man. He's unreal. You've seen my cousin Vinny, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, yes. Joe, I mean he's brilliant. These with are all things my mom had on VHS, so we had tapes of. What's all a this VHS? Stuff.
0: <laughs> All right, welcome back. Hopefully you enjoyed that little talk about Goodfellas. Welcome and back. What are we going to do next? Because I want to do classics, but Breezy, I got to I gotta go with what you want. Now, you've thrown out a couple of names off camera. What?
1: Well, when I mentioned the paperboy, you went and watched the wrong one. I watched the wrong one, <laughs>
0: which is so weird.
1: <laughs> and I Lee want Daniels you to watch is, it. I think touch. we should get into a different genre. I mean, everything's been so serious. I, Outsiders
0: was so serious. Dude. I told you what I wanted to watch. Movie, Hollywood, Hollywood, uh, Shuffle. Hollywood, Hollywood Shuffle. Hollywood Shuffle. I've seen, not in at least 15 years, I've seen the movie a hundred times, no idea if it holds up. One of the most successful independent movies of all time. Hollywood Shuffle or Harlem Nights? Hollywood Shuffle. Which one would you choose? Well, Harlem Nights is a big movie, and uh, you know always, I could talk any Eddie Murphy all the time, but I would choose Hollywood Shuffle. But uh, how about Hollywood Shuffle and The Paperboy, not the Lee Daniels Matthew McConaughey version? The other thing was some psycho kid that he delivers papers and murders people. Is that a good yep. starting point? Okay, and Hollywood one, Ways next and week. Hollywood Shuffle. That yes. wraps up another episode of Hollywood Ways. I'm Doug Ellen. I have no Instagram. Happy Halloween! It's breezy. <laughs>
1: podcast the most fun you'll ever listen to while you're folding your clothes now let's get this straight this is just- your average podcast, T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio, is super fun, super crazy. It's pretty much an in-your-face conversation. That's the good thing about us. We don't do interviews. We do conversations. All of my guests, all of my co-hosts, we chill. We drink. We play games. We have the song of the week. We have the creative curse word of the week. As long as you're having fun as our guest. Speaking of guests, each week, I'm going to go through my whole contact list and dive head first into the world of music, gaming, exotic cars,